We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man. You're letting all the Wi-Fi out. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, now it's backed out. That's weird. Whatever. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I mean, and however you want to introduce, if you want me to introduce it, you know, that we're doing the draft, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. That's fine. All right, cool. You ready? I'm ready, man. All right, man, here we go. Do, 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 do. Come on, one note. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There. What? Dang, I'm, I'm totally off today, man. Okay, we'll start over. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man. All right. What happened? I mean, what, what happened? I mean, you, you had it. I don't know, man. I just had a brain fart. I was like, shit, what am I supposed to say next? <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Better all at right. the beginning than in the middle. Yeah, right. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There. A show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life, and so much more. With your host, Tom the Blade. And myself, Uncle Frank. So have a seat, do them chores, or twist a wrench while we dive down the rabbit hole. So today we are going to have uh, we're going to talk about Carlos, uh, you know, give you an update on what he had going on over right. the weekend. Well, uh, as everyone knows and everyone been hearing for the past several months, this past weekend was supposed to, was supposed to be the MS-150 ride. Unfortunately, we can't control Mother Nature. Sometimes Mother Nature can be a real mother, right? So she showed up. She was in a bad mood. It was horrible. It was storming. They ended up canceling the ride. So uh, Carlos just wants to, everyone to know that he's very disappointed. I'm very disappointed. I wanted to see how he was going to do. He put in all of that hard work, all of the riders, you know, not just Carlos, but all of the riders, everyone getting prepared, all the uh, organizers. Um, I asked him if he thinks they're going to reschedule it. He said that he doubts it because he and in his words and he's right once he said it it's a logistical nightmare to get everything ready you know to clear the path for the bike riders the hotels everything involved he seems to doubt that it's going to happen i hope it happens so that these guys can have a payoff for all the preparation but carlos just wants to thank everybody i want to thank everybody that pitched in donated you still helped a worthy cause right those riders out there still did great in their preparation and i we're gonna see maybe carlos we can do like uh those old school shirts that said i donated to carlos his ride and all i got was this lousy t-shirt do uh, something. <laughs> hopefully but uh it's serious note we just want to thank everybody that donated that got the t-shirts they just wished him well and we're very supportive thank you um and we're going to try again sometime next year. Do something yeah. else. Raise some money for somebody. Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was amazing to, uh, you know, blow past our for our initial goal that right. we had set. 
I was, I was, yeah, I was, I mean, blown away. And we didn't think we'd hit it. No, I know. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know, it would be awesome to get there. You know, I I think probably by the end of the time, we'll probably have it. But I didn't, I honestly kind of didn't think that we would hit that mark. And then we hit it with what, like day six? The last day we hit. Yeah. Well, oh, you're talking about the four hundred. Yeah, the four hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. like, boom. The water. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you were talking to Carlos. Like, hey, man, let's bump it up to a thousand. And right. I mean, I was like, oh my god. You know, I was like, you know what? If we did four hundred that quick, we're All gonna right. do. We're gonna kill a thousand. And sure enough, you know, granted, it was like last one or two days, yeah. and we hit it. But gotcha. hey, we hit a thousand and seven dollars. Awesome. Yeah, and maybe some people listening don't know that. That we did, in fact, hit the thousand dollar mark, our, yes. our goal. So, and that's what it was all about. And you know, these writers that got prepared. And I joked with Carlos. Anybody saw the interview we did on YouTube and the, and the special edition that came out? I asked him, "Is there a winner?" He said, "No, it was just a ride." I said, like, "Well, we wasted our time on this whole thing." But the, and the reality is that everybody, the the winning is in the preparation, right? We talk about oh, that all the time. Sure. You don't yeah. win, no matter what athlete, what sport you're in. You don't win on actual game day. That's just the proof of all the work you put. In. You win in the dark when nobody's watching, when you're having to pray, er, uh, prepare early in the morning, late at night, when you're eating right. All those days leading up to you, that's what makes you a winner. And people like Carlos and these other people that got ready for this race, they were winners. They were already winners before the day of the ride. This, The day of the ride was basically they were going to uh, enjoy the just fruits of all together. that labor. Yep. Right. Yep. So uh, mm-hmm. they're still winners. Um and I'm proud of all of them. I'm proud of Carlos, especially because, especially, you know, because he's representing us. And uh, I just want to let them know, hey, we, we're all proud of you and great job. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it, you know, you're talking about the preparation and everything like that. We're always saying, you know, uh, the five P's, um, proper preparation prevents poor performance. One right. of my most favorite sayings of all time uh, and man, it was some crazy weather over the that weekend. Was terrible, like, yes. Uh, Saturday was just awful. I mean, it was gloomy. It was nasty. And certain parts got more rain than others here in yes. Houston. Yes. And I was just like, man, this, this, it was it was terrible. It was terrible. Yes, it was. Bad day for trying to do anything outdoors. But then yeah. Sunday turned around. It was hot. Yeah. And it was. Sunny. That's Houston, right? We know that already. That's Houston. Well, they can do that in the same day. So it's not surprising, but it's sad that it did happen that way and they it, got rained yeah. out. Yeah, it is. It was it was a bad day. But like you said, you know, months of training, months Correct. of getting prepared for the culmination. And and even though it didn't happen, everybody's ready to That's right. be able to do something awesome. And I think everybody did. I think right. uh Carlos's team overall raised about twenty thousand dollars. That's uh, yeah, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It was between fifty. So they didn't need our money anyway. <laughs> I know, right? Fifty-two <laughs> members altogether from his team helped raise a little over uh, twenty thousand dollars. That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah. That's so awesome. yeah. Big shout out to his team and to Carlos for making that happen, you know, because you got to go out there and you got to say, hey, you know, I'm I'm writing for a cause. You got to ask folks if they want to donate. 
and then asking and then, you know, some of them can and some of them can't or won't, you know, that's a that's a deal. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, once again, thank you so much to everybody that donated. Uh, I hope you all got your shirts. I hope you're all very happy with those shirts. I know I've got five more to deliver uh, to a couple of folks that uh, it was like the last two, three days. It was like, hey, you know, I really need y'all's help. And sure enough, man, they came through and, you know, (laughs) one guy... One guy is like, uh, I need a uh, medium husky. And I was like, hey, man, that's my size. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it was good times. It was good times. That's the awesome. other thing that we're talking about today, uh, over the weekend, NFL had their draft, right? Correct. The NFL uh, draft is such a big deal, right? It, Everybody gets involved. There's all these mock drafts and everything. It's a huge thing. Yeah, I was just like, I'm not into it. I'm I'm never really been into the draft. My brother-in-law, though, I know like he schedules it the right. the weekend of the draft. He's like, all right, turning off my phone. You know, I'm gonna watch this thing, and I'm like, wow, what are you doing with all these numbers that you're seeing? What you know, what do you do with all this information? He's like, nope, it's just entertainment, man. Because then I yes. get to watch them throughout the, their their uh, careers in football. That's right, yeah. And uh, you know, watching them either like become the next Tom Brady or right. you know the next uh, whoever didn't make it Total the guy that you can't remember right <laughs> probably a Texan probably somebody the Texans pick <laughs> total bust yes but no it's a huge deal you know so many fans get involved that they see it as the future of their teams are riding on these picks and making the correct picks it you know it's going to have such huge implications for the future of their team and like we said, either a bust, boom or bust, you know, and they're hoping that they're going to get the right picks. So that being the case, and I'm a huge NFL fan. I've always been since a young kid. We decided we would have our own draft in honor of the NFL draft that just happened of who we would love to be as guest on our show. It could be it's got to be a person that's alive, obviously, or yeah, it can be yeah. a character from a movie or a series, but who it is that we'd love to have sitting right next to us so we could ask them all kinds of questions, pick their brain, and just uh, have fun with it, you know? So I think it'd be a fun topic to see who, who and then, you know, I'm going to tell Frank how crazy his terrible his <laughs> picks are. Obviously going to be bust, but I can guarantee you his number one pick, because I know Frank, I know what he's going to say. His number one pick, I guarantee you, is going to be the best pick of all time. It is. I guarantee. It, As a matter of fact, is. when we get, you're going to have the number. We're going to have because I want you to announce your number one pick. You want me to give you? I my want you to go first. Well, well, I don't know if you. Know, we, we all, you've already picked in essence. The yes. number one pick is the most essence. You know, the the most uh, respected pick, <laughs> the most prestigious pick. So, Frank, who I'll tell was your you, number one pick of all time? How bad I am at this. The first. <clears throat> The first time I ever tried to play fantasy football, you ready for this? A bunch of coworkers like, hey, man, I I mean, I watch football. I I enjoy watching football. Uh, So I decided, hey, let me do this fantasy football thing. My number one pick was a kicker. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm telling you, you nailed this pick. This year, this time, you got your number one pick because we all feel like I did. Yeah, and you've already made the pick. You made the pick back on episode five. Who was your number one guest you ever had on the show? The first ever guest. Oh my god! (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what? That was a long shot. I went for it anyway. And here you and are. Boom. Look at that. Yes, here you, got you it. are. Oh, the my goodness. The number one pick. I'm, of, over here I'm this almost there. Was me. Most a lot of people don't realize that. I was originally the I was the first guest. Yeah, you were our very first guest. Yeah. The number one pick. I'm I'm walking on stage right now. I'm getting a hat that says, Hold on, I'm almost there. (laughs) I've got the big gold chain, you know, glasses on. Yep, yep. Give you the jacket, your jersey and all that. Man, do I get that big check also? Man. The signing it, bonus? It's, it's coming. It's in the middle. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's in the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to pretend. We're going to pretend that did episode five never happened. That I'm not the, you know, I'm the guest that never left, right? I'm the guy that came over. and then he was like, You know what? I like it here. I think I'm going to stay. But just, we're going to pretend that I wasn't the number pick. Who is, let's say, you know, would be your second choice as a number one pick? All right. So, and and my my picks are uh, yeah, I put a lot of thought into this because uh, some of these people I either follow on Twitter or I listen to their podcasts. Okay. Number one pick overall for me is a dude named Shunker Vedantam. He is the host of Hidden Brain. I love listening to that podcast. It's a part of the NPR family, but he talks about the psychology of things in a different perspective. Um, and the show, I, I love, um, like I said, I just love listening to the show. Some of, some of the topics they have are slightly off the wall, but when he, he puts that, he puts it into perspective, um, you really begin to relate with the people that he's talking about and he's talking with. So that's, that's my number one pick. Okay. Cool. And I would, I would, I would feel like if, Shankar Vedantam was able to interview someone and have a phenomenal interview, it would be Jon Snow. Because oh, the stuff oh. that he would be able to extrapolate from that okay. conversation would blow everyone's mind. Well, it's interesting. You you mentioned that Game of Thrones characters. We'll just keep that in mind. But yeah, that's great. Uh, I'm a, I don't know the guy personally, but I'm going to go with your word. I, I read the the scouting magazines. He's up there in the list. He's got some high grades. So yeah, good, good, good pick as, as now how that turned out. Nice. Nice. All right. So do you go, you go next? I go now. I, I go with my number okay, one okay. pick. I go with my right. number. now. My number one pick of all time would have been the guy that we just this past Tuesday that called in and you got to interview him. I didn't get to talk to him. Oh, Yoda. Yeah, man. Oh, my. I would have loved to have had Yoda sit him down here, talk to him, get his pick his brain. So <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and scratch him off the list because technically we did have him on the show. <laughs> we did have him on the show. We did have and him. So my number one pick. Phenomenal. I, I yeah. hope. I, I hope everyone it. gets to listen to that. If, yes. you're, if this is your first show, go back, listen to episode number 39. Yes. Great, great. Yeah. I mean, it was a blast. It was. He was. I listened to it, man. It was, and y'all, you know, y'all did a great job with the questions. But since Yoda scratched off my list, we'll go with my number one pick. He is the most electrifying man, possibly future president. Gigantic superstar, movie star, TV series. Finally, The Rock has come to hold on. I'm almost there, right? The Dude, most wouldn't that be wild? Oh, man. He's a super motivating guy. He's yeah. one of these guys I follow on YouTube. He's got, you know, all these positive things that he's always talking about. His story of how he came when he only had $7 in his pocket. And now he's this huge mega star. You know, he does things for charity. Um, what, what, what do you think about that? pick frank 
Dude, I think it doesn't matter what well, you say. That <laughs> was all like, you got, got him. But no, you know, I love the rock. Anybody who knows me knows I love the rock. So yeah, and 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 by the way, it was his birthday a couple of days ago. I think it was May 2nd. The rock turned 49. So what does that mean? What's next? 50. He turns 50 next year. I turn 50 next year. Look. The entertainment world's only big enough for one of us turning 50. So <laughs> I see something in the future. I've talked to you about it in the past, about a little thing I'm going to try to work on. But everybody keep that in mind. The Rock turns 50. I turn 50. Hey, man, we're going to try to get something together with The Rock, one of my heroes, one of the guys that motivate. People say, Tom, who do you look at? Who motivates you? You know, who do you look to to get you? The Rock is one of those people. And if you need somebody to, to go on YouTube, See him, you see him on the big screen. I mean, this guy has his hand in everything. The Rock, the Rock is the man for sure, man. Uh, just watching some of his YouTube, even his memes are motivational. Yes, and that eyebrow, you see that eyebrow come There's up. A oh, meme of him like working out, focus, focus, exactly. focus. Um, that's, that's good stuff. Yeah. It is that would, you know. That in itself, what would you ask him? Okay, what would be what would be your first question to the guy? Well, I, I, I would ask him just the same thing people have. What motivates you? What gets you up? You know, and I want to see if it's the same kind of things that motivate me. People like The Rock, people like Andy Priscilla, Jocko Willing, they are all motivated basically by the same thing to be the best that they can possibly be, you know, and it. That's one of those things you'll find like a common denominator amongst all those people. You know, being mediocre is not acceptable. That's the kind of thing, you know, when you hear the rock, that's what it all boils down to. And hard work. Be willing to work hard for those things you want in life. Don't sit around waiting for people to hand it to you because they're not. Because they worked hard for what they have. They're not just going to give it to you. You've got to reach out and you've got to take it. Not in the sense of stealing it, but take it in terms of reaching out and working for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, it was actually on uh, one of the last shows that um, from Hidden Brain, you know, someone was talking about how a lot of folks <clears throat> work hard to not be the person that's not working harder than them, because there's always someone out there working harder. Right. Than you. Yes. And, you, uh, you know, a lot of people that that find that discipline and find that motivation is so that they are not the person, you know, one person behind. They always, you know, they're, they're after they're chasing that idea that there's someone else that wakes up at, you know, four o'clock when they wake up at five and there's someone else getting one more set in. There's someone else reading one more book. There's someone else doing, preparing, um, motivating others, helping others, and and they're chasing that that right. mentality. So yeah, for sure, man, that would be a great great. Now, could you imagine if Shankar Vedantam interviewed The Rock? Well, that's a hidden brain episode right there, man. That's it. I'd well, listen. let's move on. Let's go with number two. All Your right, number two. It, okay, <laughs> my number two. Number two. So. uh it, I think I for me personally, I think it would be funny because I've only scratched the surface 
with uh, some of the stories that he told me. But uh, one of my buddies, Aaron, he used to work as a geek squad um, person at Best Buy. And some of the stories that he's told me about people that have brought in equipment and stuff like that. I'm a nerd when it comes to tech stuff. No, not you. Just some of the some of the stories (laughs) that he's told me. I know that if I got him drunk enough or if I got him, you know, to to tell the whole thing, there would be some super funny stories. Now, granted, he, I don't know how much trouble he would get into because it was he was working at Best Buy, but right. uh, you know he doesn't work there anymore. And just, right. I mean, the shenanigans and and things that they I did. I mean, it, it it made me laugh most of the time when he told it. Now, would he come on the show? I have no idea, but I think it would make for a great episode. Well, I can hear the fans in New York booing right now. So, <laughs> oh, but cool. I hope he's a cool dude. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I can't imagine what he's seen on people's computers. Oh man, my that's probably, I don't know. Well, not but only anyway, that, but uh-huh. like people that bring stuff back. Oh well, this didn't work, and it oh, looks God. like someone's dog chewed on it, and they're like, yeah. "Well, you can't return this." But anyway, yeah, go ahead. What's your number two? Or my number two? This guy. <laughs> He's a hero of mine. He's a hero to many. He's a villain to many. He is a winner, certified winner, no doubt, the greatest of all time as far as the NFL. I love his preparation mindset, everything he goes through, and that is Tom Brady. I would love to have Tom Brady on the show and just talk to him, see how he goes about uh, getting ready for a season. The guy's getting old, right? He's up there. Yeah, he's, he's still what, like 42. doing it. Yes. And he's still doing it. He's still not just winning at, as a, at a high level. He is winning at the ultimate level on a different <laughs> team with a different set of characters, a different set of coaches. And the man still gets it done. I would just love to pick his brain and just sit there and hear him talk. I thought you were about to say this guy wins so much. He's 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 winning as a hobby. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just the stories that I've heard preparation. uh, There's second to none for him. He's the guy that most people are chasing when they try to get in that preparation mentality. Yeah. And and guys that I respect, you know, once he won this last Super Bowl, other NFL, you know, there's people on Twitter. They hate on him because, you know, they get jealous. Sure. That's that's what fans do. You know, I don't have a problem with them. But to see NFL players on TV, on ESPN or NFL <laughs> Network, and they're so happy for him when he's won. How they said he was going to win before the game because they just knew oh, how yeah. he thought, how mm-hmm. he prepared. And just to see them so excited to see his success, that's what tells me what kind of guy he is. You know, not the guy on Twitter that's at home sitting in front of his computer screaming and yelling about Tom Brady, but the guys that have been there, been in the trenches with this guy and and maybe have been beaten by this guy, but they respect him. Right. That's what it's all about. Um, And I would just love to hear some stories that he would have to tell. You know, can you imagine the things he would talk about? The mindset of going into being behind the game here in Houston. In the Super Bowl, when they were way behind against Atlanta, and he brought them oh. back to keep that confidence and to keep that belief, we're going to do it. We're going to do it, man. That, I mean, I just, you know, I, you know, that's the kind of stuff that really gets me going. And Absolutely. it's just awesome. Yeah. Now, I would ask him about his downtime because, yes, he does prepare right. most times 
you know, but what is what is his downtime look like? What does he get to do? What does he get to enjoy doing after harvesting all the fruits of his labor? Right. right what what does right. that look like? I know. You have is to there? have some kind of downtime. Well, you'd hope so. Yeah, true. I, yeah. I hope so for his sake, for his own sanity, for his sure. family's sake, because yeah, they're, yeah. they're sacrificing also. You know, you know, and I know there was that that series on Facebook. I don't know if you ever saw it. It was like 15 minute as a season uh, episodes in a season. And it talked about his it followed him through the whole season. And his wife at the time was like, "Okay, he promised this is the last year. Now, this was several Super Bowls ago. Right. And he was promising her then. Yeah, this is it. And as we can see, no, it's not it. Right. Could you imagine like. You you go over to his house and like his close personal friends and he just has like, I don't know, four hamsters that he has all these little trails built out for. And he has all different lames of super famous quarterbacks from years past. And like he just picks them up and like he just hangs out with hamsters <laughs> on his I, downtime. Like that's what makes him happy. You know, like I, Mike Tyson and pigeons. I'll tell you one of the most impressive things I saw in that Facebook series. And, and I don't want to get too long on this one pick but he was they were preparing it was the off season it was a little the little receiver that just retired they were doing preparation they were running routes practicing right it's hot it's the summertime and tom brady has him out there running and they're just practicing they're running the same same route over and over and tom brady got after him finally said hey look you're not running as hard as you normally run and the guy said man we've run this route 20 times i'm tired he goes you go run he told that to tom brady he goes what are you going to say when it's the super bowl and we're all tired you're just not going to run? What do you Well, that got him all aggravated, right? And he started running really hard. And that guy was the guy that later in the Super Bowl, like, went off and was just, like, unstoppable. And Brady was just finding him. Those are the kinds of things. At that moment, in the summer, like we talked about Carlos and those guys. It's yeah. the preparation you don't see that makes you a winner. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that makes him, the rest of that team, where he's at now, that's what makes you a winner. Right on, man. All uh, right. So now you're number three. Let's, let's go on to number, my number three. three. So my number three and you're no, you're man. All your picks are like these super motivational people. I'm just okay. picking people like I think would be interesting to talk to. Granted, right. you, those are your you know, those are the things that That's you want. Right. Who's yeah. motivating you? Who's well, your number that? one pick was the winner. That was you who ah. won the draft already. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yes. Yes. Agreed. The check is in the mail. Uh, all right. So he's, he's a local, um, a local semi celebrity and you know, he'll probably never listen to the show. Uh, I follow him on Twitter. Um, I recently went to the Houston Museum of Natural Science, and he's actually their social media person. Uh, And I was just like, uh, I had I had um, sent a message to the Houston Museum of Natural Science because we were we went to the Pompeii exhibit and the the smoke and everything that they had put out for one of the simulations like it, it, it kind of freaked my kids out because we, I wasn't even expecting it to be that right. loud. 
I was like, hey, you know, let's think about the kids that are being taken to these things that have these sensory issues, you know, like the little kids that wear the headphones and stuff like that. I mean, man, that was really loud. How about letting people know before they walk into this? They did it. They didn't have a sign or something. No, no, nothing that. that That's kind of surprising. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I sent that out. Well, the guy's name is Craig uh, Haverty. Okay. But, uh, you know, he he texts back. He's like, hey, man, really sorry to hear about that. You know, we'll we'll make sure to put some signs up. Or we'll make sure that uh, your next visit is exceptional and, and better than today's visit. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, it was really nice of him. I asked if it was him. He's like, sure enough, it's me. And so, you know, just some of the stuff that he 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 rescues um, older dogs uh, just a really nice guy. Uh, he's had his own podcast for a while. It's called like Black Coffee or something like that. Okay. Um, and he just kind of talks about stuff around Houston. But yeah, I, I think he's pretty funny. I've never actually talked to the guy face to face or anything like right. that. But I think he would be a, a really good show because he likes doing stuff around the community for Houston. Of course, it's a part of his job. Right. But still, you know, he's he's out there looking for people. Um, he's out there making sure that he is really putting to work the position that he has. He's you know he's kind of like outreach for right, um, right, right for the Houston Museum of Natural Science. So you know I, I like I like stuff like that, and I think he'd be a pretty good uh, interview. He does he does sound like a very interesting guy with some interesting t- stories he could tell us. Um, Good pick. My number three pick. We're at number three, right? This guy, you mentioned Game of Thrones earlier. This is one of my favorite characters of all time. His wit, um, (laughs) his perversion is just funny. Tyrion Lannister. Oh, he's the little guy, huh? The little, the imp. They call him the imp or the half man, which, you know, he doesn't like. But he is the funniest guy, the brother of Cersei and Jaime Lannister. Mm -hmm. Tyrion, he's one of the most fascinating characters i know you're working on uh season one he really comes into his own in the later seasons where you really enjoy this guy uh dinklage who plays him has won several awards for his portrayal um the guy i just i just love to he's got so many witty sayings i can imagine him we'd probably have to have him on skype because he's probably going to be in some brothel <laughs> with these women laying all around. He's half drunk, and he's always trying to. We're going to get him to finish that joke. Uh, he's always got this running joke throughout the series. I once brought a jackass and a honeycomb into a brothel, and like oh, he always God. starts his joke, but he always gets cut gets cut off. He never gets to finish the joke. Now you can find the ending on the internet, but you know just that one running thing throughout the you know the the years of the show, and he's just a, a hilarious guy, witty guy. He's not. In my opinion, he's not a bad guy like the rest of the Lannisters. Um, and he would just be so entertaining. I mean, just the entertainment alone for what he might say. We would probably have to, you'd probably have to be hard at work on the edit button. Oh, my you know, once goodness. He started talking. But no, I would love to have Tyrion on the show. I'll give you that one. Um, he is, he's a really interesting character. One of the things that he said too, uh, I want to say it was like maybe episode two is that um i think Jon snow had asked him why he was the way he was and he was uh, like well oh, yes my brother has his looks yes and he has his height what do i have you know i have to make sure that i am well read and 
I have to make sure that I'm reading words to know these things and looking out yeah. for this. And I'm, I have to pay way more attention to things than anybody else because of his stature. Yes. I was like, wow, man, that's so. What was he know. saying? What did he say? What did he uh, equate it to? Sharpening his blade. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So, yeah, man, you know, he's got to. You gotta work hard to make you sure to keep he's it. you you gotta take you can't think about what you don't have. You think about what yeah. you do have. He had his intellect and his mm -hmm. wits about him, and he had to keep them sharp. So what's your number four pick? All right, my number four pick. Um I recently started <sighs> following her on Twitter, maybe um towards the middle of last year. Okay. Uh her her Twitter handle is Engineering Bay. And okay. she has her name as Taylor Poindexter. Okay. Uh, she talks about interviews a lot. And that's my thing. I really like, you know, right. listening to interviews, talking about interviews for work, um, you know, different questions, different scenarios that are being right. asked. And she actually has a group of friends that she gets together with and they go over things like this. Cool. And at one point in time, I was like, hey, you know, I'd really love to join in one of y'all sessions just to kind of listen to what y'all talk about in terms of interviews. And, you know, it went silent. I never heard. Back. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> she probably thought I was some weirdo. Get out of here. Um, right. And then, like I did when you first contacted exactly, me. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But she also talks about um, uh, different different liquors and stuff like that. She makes mixed drinks. She has her a little YouTube channel. Um, and then she also posts on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. But uh, she seems like a super interesting person, you know, on social media. And I think it would make for a great interview also because of the interview stuff. And, of course, because of the mixed drinks and stuff like that. Awesome. Oh, that's yep. great. Yep. Yeah, she does sound very interesting. It's ironic. My number four pick is also a female. Oh, one okay. of the big another big star on the scene rising up, getting bigger and bigger. In uh, first of all, I'd love to have her on, especially on Skype, but basically sitting right next to me. So I can see somebody looked a lot prettier than you, Frank. <laughs> but Gal Gadot, mm, I would mm -hmm, love to have mm -hmm. Gal. She seems like such a real person, real fun, real nice to talk to. And I would specifically like to ask her how she dealt with all the naysayers when she was originally chosen as Wonder Woman. I was one of those naysayers. I was really? like, this is the worst choice I have ever heard. But oh. once I saw her, she when she came out on Dawn of Justice as Wonder Woman, she stole the show. Every time she was on screen, she stole that scene. And one of my favorite things I've ever experienced in a movie theater was, you know, when Batman and Superman are fighting the uh, Doomsday and Doomsday is about to kill Batman basically with that big heat ray. Right. And all of a sudden, as he shoots it, Wonder Woman jumps down and deflects it and saves Batman. And that's like the first time of her unveiling in the costume, right? Interesting. The, the audience, which was full of a bunch of little girls, erupted. I had never heard an audience like this. The girls were going nuts. And that's when they realized they never really have had a female hero to root for. And when Wonder Woman showed up, they let it be known. That's my girl right there. And, uh, you know, Wonder Woman, she's done awesome. Everything she's in nowadays, you know, is awesome. Her little interviews, she just seems like a genuine person. And I would just love to, to get her take on how she dealt with it because it takes a certain mentality to deal with oh, that type sure. of nation. And sure. now dealing with all the adulation that she got 
for those naysayers like me turning into big fans like me. So I would love to to pick her brain and see what she thought about that and see what's next on the future. Well, I hope there's I think the Wonder Woman movies themselves have been awesome. Um, oh, yeah. I, pretty much. I think she's carrying the entire DC universe right now on her back. You know, oh, wow. you know, with Ben Affleck, he's out, you know, uh, there's all this rumors about whether Cavill's going to be back as Superman. You know, Aquaman, I don't think is as big a star as a, as Wonder Woman is, you know, as far as the shows are. So sure. I think it's on her right now to keep it going. And I think she's uh, she's doing an admirable job. I hope they give her some help. Ooh, admirable. So. Was that a was that a throwback to Shane? God, I hated when he <laughs> used that damn word. Admirable. No. I only heard the guy. Only, you know me. I only heard the episodes I was on. <laughs> oh, oh so what's your number that's five? a good pick that's a good pick Thanks. so <clears throat> my number five pick is actually a group of people oh, I, I couldn't narrow these down just because like oh man it would be so awesome to talk to these people and i'm a nerd you know no oh, okay. none of those people <laughs> so um, two people named Ira, Ira Flato and Ira Glass. Uh, Ira Flato is the host. Like no, no, no. Okay, okay. He's the host <laughs> of a. <laughs> he's the host of Science Fridays on NPR. Um, I, I love all because he just takes these oddball, you know, topics of science and kind of like jumps into them and talks about it. He always he, he's at he has a really interesting voice and he always keeps you like kind of wondering what he's going to say. Right. <clears throat> the next one was Ira Glass. And he's also has his own show on NPR, um, it, This American Life. Okay, I don't know yes. if you've ever heard. Those. I have. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that that show right there uh, was the cliff for me jumping into multiple shows like Moth, The Moth Radio Hour, uh, Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, stuff like that, because those shows are on Saturday only. But Man, it was a it was a springboard for all those other shows. And then the last person in that group, uh, I follow her on Twitter as well. Her name is or or what it says on Twitter, her name is Renee Brooks. She is the I guess the owner operator of a website called Black Girl Lost Keys. And what she talks about on here is dealing with ADHD. Okay. So, you know, it, there's there's so many doors behind the ADHD title that I never thought or would have thought or imagined. Um, and then she just has all of these different uh, different things that you can read about to help you if you're struggling with ADHD oh, or okay. if you're even thinking that you might have. She has advice on there on trying, you know, helping you clean your house even oh, because man. a lot of the times, you know, you're, you, you get into this cycle where you're supposed to do something, but you don't do it because you did something else. And right. then you're like, you get mad at yourself. I didn't do this. I'm a terrible person because I didn't do it. Right. And then you eventually get to it as you're angry at yourself 
you know, as punishment for not doing it earlier. So she talks a lot about that. It's, it's really cool stuff. She has all these little fidget toys that she sells on there. Uh, she has a water bottle that she sells that has like um, the seven days a week for your vitamins and stuff like that that you okay. take. So it's, it's very helpful keeping you hydrated, keeping you motivated for people that have ADHD to let you know that you're not the only one out there with it. Nice. You're struggling with it. The other two guys, you know, they're just interesting stuff. You know, awesome. I like Science Friday on NPR. I'm a super nerd. Cool. Yeah, well, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> now here's my nerd side. My number five pick. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge fan of this hero. He is my hero. He has no superpowers, right? This guy has just, he has willed himself to be the, the world's greatest detective, the greatest hand-to-hand -hand fighter. He can get anything done that he needs to get done. He, he is just known for his willpower, and that is Batman. If we could have Batman on the show, not that he'd come on, right? He's not going to sit here I mean, and listen to I, my stupid I show. think so. He would. He well, would. I would he's never that know. Kind of guy. He's well, that I kind would of hope guy. so. Well, I don't know if Batman would show up. Now, we might be able to get Bruce Wayne on. But, I mean, you know, if it was have Skype, Batman, right? right? Well, there you go. Yeah, from the Batcave. We don't know where he's coming Bat from. Um, that would be dope. But yeah, I would love to hear, you know, hear, hear how he ended up d defeating, how he figured out how to finally defeat some of these villains. He was also very much known. There was a, a series where he figured out how, how to de defeat all the heroes, defeat Wonder Woman, Superman. And that knowledge got stolen and it was used against the Justice League. Oh, wow. And it turned into a big drama. And uh, it's great. But if I could have Batman, man, I, if anybody's ever seen my game room, one wall has nothing but Batman stuff. And Frank, when we finally do hit it big, when we're making big time money on this podcast and all of a sudden they start hearing about a Batman sightings throughout Houston, <laughs> don't tell anybody, but yeah, I'm going to get fitted for, you know, a Batman suit myself, you know, go out there and do some beat up on some criminals. But yes, that's my favorite guy. I would love to hear, uh, you know, what drives you physically? How do you keep going? I'd like his real opinion. What do you really think of Superman? This, you know, this super man that has all these superpowers that potentially could like he said in the movie take over the world if he wanted to mm -hmm. but he doesn't superman is a good dude he's you know i, I really i always joke about but he's he is a good dude and i would love to know what batman really thinks about him you know what's what are his true thoughts on him and uh i just would love yeah to have batman here and just hear him talk and and say what he'd have to say so do you think Batman is DC's Iron Man? Uh, okay. Now, I don't know if you know this, and I don't know if we've ever discussed this. I detest Iron Man. What? I cannot it's stand. It's the same guy. No, he is not the same. It, I cannot Batman stand. Batman and Iron Man are basically I don't the think, same I don't person. Think Batman, their, their attitudes are totally different. Uh, well, cannot, now, is I Batman cannot, always... Does he is he always on with this persona? Because maybe he yeah he's always solitude man. I believe Batman is the true character. I believe Bruce Wayne is the act. Hmm. I believe Bruce Wayne is the actual uh, under is the the fake he's person, the, the, the social engineer of the. Correct. correct. I believe Batman is his true nature, and that huh. is the, the <clears throat> I think Bruce Wayne is the alter ego, in my opinion. And of course, if you go into the nerd fandom, that's the big argument. Who is the real person? Is it really Batman or is it Bruce Wayne? 
I tend to think it's Batman. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. But I don't think he could be in the same. I don't think he could last. Like he would want to be in the same room with with Stark. Oh, I know I wouldn't. That, I wouldn't. That's no. Would, that now, that guy, the guy of uh, Marvel that I really really like is a uh, Captain America man. That guy, he's like the he's just a good dude. I really like him, man. I I just I can't say enough good things about that guy. Yeah, but the thing with Captain America though is just like he's from a different era, you know. It, the the mentality of the folks from back then you can't measure them to the folks from these days you know and i think you know and i don't want to get political that's the problem that his mentality and his way of doing things and what and his beliefs are from a different era oh yeah and i, th- I yeah. think that's why he looks so strange because nowadays in society he's passe right that's the old sure. school way of thinking sure. but i mean I'll just leave it at that. I, I do think that he is from a different era, and I think that is the problem. But I right. really like Captain America. And I was not a Captain America. I was never a, a Marvel fan at all until the movie started coming out. Um, but Captain America, man, that guy, he really has impressed me, and I really like that guy. Hmm. But anyway, do you have any picks that if I would have picked your – IT guy that you would have had to go with a with a backup pick. Do you have any picks that just missed making your top five? Uh, you know, and when well, you told me, okay, what I'm asking you is, did you prepare, Frank? That's what I'm asking. I did. When okay. when you told me I couldn't have a dead person, I was like, well, I gotta scratch like four people out of there. <laughs> However, I think it would make for a a very awesome interview, and I mentioned him earlier, but Mike Tyson. Oh, you know, yes. at one point in time, and even still, I'm gonna hit you so hard in your liver. Point, point, your you know, head is blinding me, point. You know the <laughs> they the, the preparation that he had, and then to go to the, I mean, and the ultimate paramount, you know, yes. earning millions of dollars for a couple of rounds of boxing and then right. to go to the lowest rung uh, in society, you know, it was like people turned their backs on him and, right. and he recovered for the most part. I'm sure he has a lot of mental scars and emotional right. scars, but um, he's still around, you right. know, uh, he's still doing stuff. Uh, one of the other, one of the other ones that I had was, and you know, it, some people, some people like him, some people don't. I'm not like a super huge fan. He's just the guy makes me laugh most of the time. It would be uh, Conan O'Brien. Uh, he's he can been, be funny. He can yeah, be very funny at times. He's been yes. around for so long. He has. And just the stories that I would imagine he has to tell, you know, you know what I'd really love to hear his uh, Simpsons stuff because you know he was very yeah, involved. Yeah, he was a writer. Yeah, so I would love to hear. Maybe he's got some Simpsons because I love the Simpsons. You know, yeah. uh, big fan of the Simpsons. <laughs> yes, I would love to talk to Conan O'Brien also. <laughs> very self-deprecating too. Yes, I like that about yeah. him. Yes. Yes. Uh, speaking of Simpsons, and you just triggered it right now. I didn't, I didn't have him, but have Mo as a. Oh, uh, <laughs> can you imagine the stories that guy I can tell? Oh yeah, 
Like how many people he's driven excellent. home from his a, bar. <laughs> I'll say that pick was excellent. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Are there any anybody oh, yes, that got I left do. off the of shelf? Of course, there? I showed up prepared. You know that. So he's on my backup. This would just she just missed the list. It's another female. Now I'm sure 99.9% of the 99% of the people out there are not going to know who she is, but. People have heard me mention the novel that I'm trying to work my way through. This person is actually the muse for that uh, novel that I'm working on. It's one of her. She's in a group, a Japanese group called Perfume. She's one of the singers. So when I picture the the main character, it's about a woman. Her name is Anna in the novel. Her real name in Japanese, they call her Achan. Which her real, but her full name is Ayaka Nishiwaki. And she's one of the singers. And when I'm thinking about this person, when I'm writing it, I'm seeing her. I'm seeing her in a particular video that inspired the entire story. And I would love to get her here, talk to her, see what she thinks about it, about somebody actually writing a novel about a, a song that she was involved in. And not only that, there's a certain thing that goes on in this novel that it didn't hit me that this is what the turn that the novel was going to take until I saw the video for the song. When I actually watched it for like the hundredth time, everything clicked. They always talk about there's a moment when things click, when the story all of a sudden completes itself. That's when that moment came and I would tell her about it. I don't think I would tell her everything in particular about the novel, but I would just love to see what she thought about that idea of uh, somebody writing a novel about a, a song she was involved in. Hmm. Another person I would love to have is <laughs> we were talking about uh, Marvel just a few minutes ago, a character from Marvel. I found him fascinating. And people always say I like the bad guys. I do because they generally, to me, are more fascinating. What drove them? What put them in the state that they're in to cause all this disaster and destruction? This guy had a plan. It was throughout the entire series. He was formulating a plan. Not only did he formulate it, he brought it to fruition and destroyed Half of the universe, I would love to hear Thanos because he seems like a very deep thinker, you know, right? I would love to just have him sit here and it would probably freak us out the way uh, this guy yeah. thought, his thought process. Yeah. But I would just love to hear him, what he had to say, why he had to do it. He doesn't, he didn't necessarily, and this is the problem with these people, he didn't see himself as being evil. He thought he was right. doing good. So I would love to just sit him down, talk to him hear what he had to say, and just, you know, basically freak out about it, and hopefully he don't snap his fingers again, right? Um, <laughs> my next guy that just missed the list, and any other time, probably up until five years ago, he would have been my number one pick. But he's gotten older. To me, The Rock is the next generation of this guy, and that's Arnold. Arnold. Oh, Arnold. man. Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Connor, Frank, with your puny, gully arms. I see oh, you with no seats on. <laughs> I would love to have Arnold on the show. Listen to him. I read his autobiography. So many, it, it was an autobiography from the late 70s, his first one. This was before he got really involved into movies. And in that autobiography, the man said he came to America to be the greatest bodybuilder of time because he was going to become the biggest actor of all time because he was going to go into politics and do things and make a difference. And wow. tell me if that man did not oh, do those jokes. things. Oh, right. Holy. So regardless of whether you, you agree with this politics, disagree, 
the man had a plan. I mean, we're not talking like a little plan, like I'm going to dig a hole in the yard. No, this yeah. man had like global aspirations and he did them, right? Um, no so lie, Arnold, man. he is one of my biggest, you can see, you can see right there over my yeah. shoulder, Yeah, you know, that one of my biggest heroes of all time. I love Arnold. Um, the day Arnold passes on, I'm going to be, we probably, I'm probably not gonna be able to record that show. So I'm just letting you know ahead of time, Frank. Um, another guest, I got two more that were on my list. This guy, he's another guy from a TV, uh, TV series from when I was young. He always stood for good. He always stood for right, fighting one of the most evil villains of all time. He was always up against Megatron, who, who fascinated me, but Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime? I would love to have Optimus Prime talk to him, roll out. You know, that's one of my favorite things. You know, when we go on vacation, I'll roll out. You know, Optimus Prime, he always uh, stood for good. You knew when, when Optimus showed up, he was kind of like the Captain America of the Transformers. Um, and one of the most powerful things he ever said was when, it, I think it was in the third movie or whatever, when the, the old uh, Prime, he killed him at the end. It was the one that Mr. Spock played the voice for. And he said, I'm sorry, uh, I, you know, I embarrassed, uh, I embarrassed the Transformers. I was a, embarrassed the Autobots. And, and Optimus Prime, right before he finished, I said, no, you didn't embarrass us. You embarrassed yourself. You know, you, you let yourself down. Right. And it was just such a powerful way that he said, I was like, man, dude, I really. And everything he would say in those movies was like these classic. One whole, yeah, that's some very Yoda wisdom. Yes. Uh, yes. Super, you know, and that's that's along the same lines as Thanos. Right. Yes. Yeah, they are perfectly OK with solitude and right. being in their own brain. It just shows you that fine line between genius and madness right we always hear about that and just like you just brought up that's a perfect example thanos and optimus you know these yeah i mean just a little turn either way and both one could basically replace the other one for sure you know yeah. how awesome and my last guy um if it wasn't for uh tom brady i would have had this guy he's one of my all-time favorite guys too um I rooted so hard for him to make his comeback. He came back at the Masters and won it again. It was one of the most emotional moments for me to see him come back and win. And I was devastated and heartbroken to see him have this wreck. And uh, I'm not going to say he's probably not going to play again because I don't put anything past guys like him. And that's Tiger Woods. That's uh, for sure. He is just people don't like him, whatever he did with his wife. We're not talking about, you know, the, the marriage stuff, just as far as his athletic ability, his mindset. Of the preparation training with these seals these navy seals to get into their mindset so he could have that on the golf course and now i'm rooting for him to come back with his leg and if there we always say if there's anyone that can do it it's tiger woods and i'm rooting for him i hope he makes this comeback but those are some of the people that uh we we uh that i personally would love to have on the show none of those guys they all pale in comparison to your number one pick but uh, <laughs> oh my goodness here we go the guy's got the jacket he's got the hat he walked across the stage before we came and, on you know i was getting oh ready oh my goodness um, i had just got through eating dinner and i was thinking about you know some of the things we could say on the show and i was watching brushing my teeth and i don't know why it hit me because it was killing me i was like i want to get frank i want to guess what his number one pick is and i don't know why all of a sudden it just it hit me i remembered <laughs> 
wait a minute. I was his actual oh, first guest yeah, on yeah. the show. And I was laughing and I told my wife that I couldn't wait to hit you with that because I was going to oh, just totally throw your plans. But uh, no, that was awesome. And once again, uh, it was always an honor that you had asked me to come on the show in the first place at all. Uh, and being here and talking with you now and being a part of the show, it's awesome. I love doing this. And uh, and I love doing little shows like this, the draft. You know, we got to have our Star Wars show. Oh man, that was uh, that was. It, it's been a, it's been a great ride. Awesome. I have. To I'm say. looking forward to the Game of Thrones show we're gonna have. Yes. Uh, everybody out there listening, this year also marks the 45th anniversary of the original Rocky. So I would, me being a huge Rocky fan, I would love to have uh, a Rocky centered show celebrating Rocky. Who knows? We might be able to get Rock and the Mick to call in. Hey. You know, we've got some connect. If we hey. can get Yoda to yeah. call in, uh, yeah. we, there's also the uh, 30th anniversary. I believe it's a big anniversary of Terminator 2, one of my favorite movies of all time. We can get Arnold to call in the T1000. Oh, oh my goodness, you know, maybe Sal Connor call in. You know, <laughs> you never know. So we got a <laughs> lot of great things that we can do. Uh, a lot of great plans in the future. The show is just going to keep getting better. I'm excited. You know, I look forward. You know, to the re recording day. To me, this is my game day, right? I there wake up go. this morning, yep. I'm ready to go. I'm thinking about what we can talk about. But uh, no, and I, and just a special thank you to Frank for inviting me on in the first place. I'm joking about, you know, I was your number one pick. <laughs> I'm just thankful that you, that, I, that you sent me the message in the first place. And here we are today having all this fun. Because that's what it boils down to. It's so much yeah. fun. Absolutely, and it's, putting these shows together—it's way too much fun sometimes. Because, yeah. like, you talk about getting ready, prepping for game day, like all day long. I'm like, you're 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 living in my head, rent free, with all <laughs> your zingers that you have. I'm like, what the hell is Tom gonna say today, or what does this guy have in store? <clears throat> and I'm like, it really like, hey, I've got to be ready. I've got to make sure that I've got the list, our our topics that we're going to talk about. I got to make sure that we're that I'm doing what I need to do to make this thing happen, because it is it's fun. It it makes me laugh and hopefully it makes other people laugh, too. It does. You know? uh I've got some great feedback on that Star Wars episode that came out Tuesday. Uh, oh, and nice. I just have to tell everybody, you did an awesome job as far as the editing. And when the Emperor tried to interrupt at the end and you, and you <laughs> kind of fixed it so it didn't sound so... Oh, man, everything came out great. Um, and I just want... I'm proud of you for the job you did. It was awesome. Uh, and it's just great. I mean, things like that make me more confident moving to the future about the things that we'll be able to do. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, with that... We're going to end tonight on a high note. That's right. Man, having so much fun. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. Go out there. Leave us a review. Give us a couple of stars. On hey, send iTunes. us in who would have been your, you guys. Yeah, top five absolutely. Who, you absolutely. Could who you would love to hear on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And maybe we can make it happen. to hear us already. But then who would, who would be the sprinkles on top? That's right. That's right. But yeah, thank you all so much for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Everybody stay sharp. All right.